Hello, everyone. My name is Noelle Diane Johnson, and this is Healing Spaces, the Artist Heal podcast. Artist Heal creates healing and care spaces for collaborative art making. And here we discuss collaborative art making, elements to create healing and care spaces, and pathways that will allow art makers and creativity to thrive. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're new, welcome. And if you are returning, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me for episode three of the podcast, Why Healing? Why Healing? In this episode, we're going to talk about the central focus of healing through Artists Heal. Um, So much so that healing, heal, is in the name of the company. And why is this the focus? Why is it so important? Why is healing such an integral part of the work that we do as artists and change makers and collaborative art making and community spaces? So thank you so much for joining me. I'm so thrilled to be continuing this podcast, continuing to open up conversations with folks. Um, There will be notes in the uh, description about the podcast. I want to invite folks to reach out, um, leave a review, comment. Um, I'm really hoping to engage folks and engage community and start to really get some conversations going about this, this work um, in our communities, in our artistic communities, and to, you know, just engage folks, engage folks in this healing work, because it really is a, it's a group effort, it's a community effort, and I'm so thrilled to be sharing this uh, information out with folks. So through Artist Heal, I have um, one of the, part of the programming of Artist Heal and something that Artist Heal offers um, as a service is equity, diversity, and inclusion consultation. Um, In addition to to workshops and um, hopefully in the future, we're looking into developing some youth programming and specific community development and community services. But I have found myself um, in positions of equity, diversity, and inclusion and facilitation work. But it's important to me that folks understand that Artist Heal is so much more than that. It truly is so much more than that. It is about decolonization and prioritization of marginalized people, marginalized identities, vulnerable communities. Um, It's about community care and development. It's about emotional support. And And it's also about trauma and healing practice within the container of dismantling white supremacy and therefore in many cases does fall within the parameters of equity, diversity, and inclusion. And I've been so blessed to be able to step out and do that work with, um, you know, collaborative art making communities. Um, but you know, this, what this really is and what this really has allowed me to do Um, Sometimes through the confines of equity, diversity, and inclusion, sometimes through the confines of facilitation work, is to go into spaces and to offer new pathways for artists to engage in collaborative art making free from harm, free from the harmful, dysfunctional, and abusive systems of white supremacy. Now, when you're working in community, um, conflict arises, harm happens, and, and a lot of times it's not because any 
one person or any group of people is necessarily doing anything wrong. This is just something that happens in communities. And it's another reason why Artists Heal really does put a huge focus on indigenous practice. Um, many indigenous people, indigenous cultures, um, native here in North America, but also um, indigenous practices and indigenous cultures of Africa have a practice of when something happens in a community, when there is some sort of break in the community, there is a practice of calling this person in and simply reminding them who they are, reminding them that they are a part of the community that was built, reminding them that there is grace, reminding them that there is, um, that they are an integral part of the community that's being built. So another reason why the indigenous practice is so beneficial and why it is such an important part of Artist Heal and artists and what I've been developing through Artist Heal. Um, because through this work, through this healing work, you are still navigating um, harm and dysfunctional systems and, and white supremacy. And um, not only are we healing from harm, um, myself and those that I work with and other collaborators, but we also just want to provide tools. Artist Heal is really designed and developed to offer practical tools, practical tools that can be put into your toolbox to not only heal from um, a lot of times I'm working with institutions, so institutional trauma or collective trauma, but also giving you tools to heal from your possibly your personal trauma that may be blocking you from progress. Um, and it really is my belief. And one of the reasons I was so adamant about this work is um, specifically for Black folks, I think the uh, visualization or the metaphor analogy of freedom and bondage is very accessible. Um, as, as someone that is a, of, of the African diaspora, the descendants of slaves, this idea of freedom, this idea of bondage and the respect and the way that we continue to look at our ancestors and say, wow, you know, and just honor, honor their journeys and honor the journeys that came before us, honor the journeys of our ancestors that came before us and acknowledging that I am where I am today. I am able to start a company. I am able to be an artist. I am able to do the healing work and to put that work into myself because, you know, my parents did the best that they could and their parents did the best that they could and their parents did the best that they could um, towards progress and freedom from bondage. But I've shared this story, I believe on this podcast, I've shared this story about taking a hiatus from art and theater. Uh, theater is my collaborative art making uh, form of choice. And I've shared about needing to take a break and just deal with my own personal trauma and realizing that I wasn't so constrained in collaborative art making spaces once I had done that healing work from myself for myself. Um, so it is my belief, it is my belief, and it is a core integral part of Artist Heal, that healing, healing from trauma is the, 
is the thing that is going to release us from bondage. It's going to release us from the bondage of trauma and return us back to our body's natural state. We may not be physically bonded. We may not be in physical bondage, but when, when you find yourself in a white supremacist, um, an institution or a community that is operating within the constraints of white supremacy and you are still held in bondage, whether mentally or emotionally or spiritually to white supremacy, there are healing tools and the act of healing and the intentional healing and the weakening of um, those neural pathways and strengthening of new, healthier coping mechanisms is a huge key that is going to release us from that bondage. When we, as marginalized and vulnerable communities, stop participating in these structures and in these systems, and I say that and I think sometimes folks get confused because they're like, well, um, well, I need a job or I still want to work at this company or I still want to be in this community. And what I what I want to share and one of the things that's so important to me through Artist Heal is that I think that there is a way to still participate and to still be of the world and not participate or not engage in white supremacy. White supremacy relies on control and manipulation. And when you fall into the trap because of the bondage, because of the bondage of trauma, because of the bondage of unhealed wounds, because of the bondage of not having the tools to be able to take accountability or move forward, that is when you fall into the trap. But there are ways that we can provide ourselves tools, that we can heal ourselves, that we can do the internal work, self and selfhood. And at some point, we'll get into the four pillars of collaborative art making and how to make it healing. But the first and most important pillar is self and selfhood. Um, when we do that work for ourselves, that is when we free ourselves from that bondage and start to really create that intentional shift and change. Uh, that we want to see not only for ourselves and for our immediate communities, but for the industry at large. Um, so why healing, right? So why healing um, is the name of this podcast. And it is my firm belief that as artists who have been given gifts, right? Artists who have been maybe given the gift to sing or given the gift to dance or given the gift to act or given the gift of musicianship or given the gift to direct or given the gift to organize or given the gift to write a grant, whatever it is that you do within this artistic realm, all of these things are gifts, right? Given to you by your creator, given to you by a higher power, given to you um, by, you know, whatever it is that you believe in. And a huge part of Artist Heal is the spiritual aspect of it because creativity is of spirit. Creativity gives us the, it gives us access it gives us access to be able to create things out of nothing, to create things out of thoughts, to create things out of uh, imagination, to create things and bring things to life that don't exist before simply because we've been given the gifts to 
put those things forth. And creativity being of spirit, spirit understands that. Spirit, God, universe, whatever feels closest to you in this moment in your journey has given you those gifts and is waiting for you to share them with the world. Um, so why is healing so important? It is my firm belief that as artists, it is our it is our due diligence to heal. It is our due diligence to seek these tools out. For me, artists heal is something that I have to do. This is information that I have to share with artists and creative communities and collaborative art makers because a lot of times it is the trauma and it is the not having access to healing that will keep us stagnant, that will keep us from sharing our gifts, that will keep us from being able to, to share out with the world what it is that we've been given, what we've been gifted, that's meant to be shared with our communities um, and collaborators. And you know, sometimes we're just called to do certain things. We're called to play harder, play bigger. We're called to throw our nets wider as artists. You feel it in your body and your soul if you're an artist. If you're an artist, if you're a change maker, if you're a creator, there are times where you start to approach something and you just know that it is the thing that you have to do. Um, so what does healing allow, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a few practical things of when we when we do the healing work, when we get the tools, when we engage in this work and Sometimes the work is not necessarily fun. Sometimes the work gets really dirty and grimy and nasty and uncomfortable and it and it challenges all of the things that you believed before and it pushes you into realms that maybe you didn't understand or you had never seen before or it it requires you to um do the unthinkable or the unimaginable or forgive the unforgivable. I love, I love Lisa Nichols. You'll get to know that I love Lisa Nichols. Forgive the unforgivable. Um, to step into realms that you've never stepped into. But why is it worth it? Why is it worth it? Here are some things that um, healing for myself personally, and I've seen in communities as well, it allows people to step into these things that are so important to be able to step into as artists. So the first thing that healing allows you to do um, when you really take it on is to do it scared, right? So sometimes there we're called to do things and it's time to audition for that thing or it's time to take that company to the next level or it's time to you know, apply for that promotion or it's time to um, move to a new city or whatever it is. And just understanding that through the healing, it removes the blockage so that you are able to do something while you're still afraid. And to know that it is okay to be afraid. It is okay to be scared. It is okay to feel those feelings and do it anyway. Um, the second thing that healing really just allows us to do when we remove those blockages and remove those obstacles is to release our expectations and insecurities. So, you know, as artists, it can be difficult, especially if you're doing art for consumption, um, which a lot of collaborative art making is for consumption. It's performance based. It is based in the idea that at some point this will be performed and this will be seen. Um, and 
as an artist, it can be difficult sometimes. Something that maybe you know is true to you. Uh, but to release this idea of, you know, what are people going to think of you? What are people going to think of the work that you're doing? What are people um, going to think about how you're doing it or when you're doing it? But it is so, so necessary for us as creators to release that. To find ways to really shut the noise off and turn the noise off. And the practical tools that lots of facilitators, but specifically within Artist Heal, that I want to offer folks is how to release those expectations and insecurities, to give folks the tools to be able to stand firmly in themselves and stand firmly in their creativity and to release those kind of just icky kind of murky feelings that inevitably come up because we're humans, right? Because we're human beings. Um, we're wired for connection. We want to be in community. We do care about what people think about us. We want people to like us. We want people to like the work that we do. We're putting ourselves out there. What does healing allow for us to do? It allows us to, to put those things out there. And I think what happens a lot of times as artists and I've noticed this in myself and my own artistic practice, especially as I've started to step more into performance-based things and really kind of put myself out there more. The people that are supposed to see my work, the people that are, even Artist Heal stuff, the people that are attracted to Artist Heal, when you are so true and so authentic, when you release those expectations and those insecurities and you just do the thing that is authentic to you, you just push that thing forward. The people that are meant to be drawn to you will be drawn to you. And the people that are not meant to be drawn to you will be repelled by you. But that is not a bad thing. That is a wonderful thing because the people that are drawn to me are drawn to me because the work that I'm doing is for them. And the people that are not interested, the work that is for them, someone else is doing it. And it allows them, it, it, does, it does everyone in my sphere a disservice to not be myself. Because there are people that need exactly what my creator has put in me. And to, to try to share with someone that is not actually for me. I do myself a disservice because I'm not being authentic and I do that other person a disservice because they may think that I'm for them when in reality they could just move on and find the find the thing person community that really is for them. So finding ways through our healing to really just release those expectations, do these things frightened and to just find ways to be completely authentic in our artistry, in our creativity, to draw the things to us, to call in the things that are for us. Um, the third thing this allows you to do is to prioritize yourself, right? So, and I'll speak for myself personally, this was such a, a difficult thing for folks out there who um, are familiar with me and know my work. I'm a stage manager and a lot of stage management, you know, stage management is such a, an amazing, wonderful thing. I, I love it so deeply in my soul and my spirit. And a lot of the work of Artist Heal comes from my work in stage management. It comes from creating environments and atmospheres and, and creating a space where communities can thrive. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's exactly where 
a lot of what Artist Heal came from. It came from my stage management work. But a lot of it is care, it's caring. It's creating a caring community. It's about seeing the room and being able to make sure that everything is there and everything is in its place and logistically things are taken care of. So to step into a place for myself where I was like, whoa, wait a second. There are some creative things. There are some performance-based things. There are some um, artistic things that I have neglected because I've spent so much time stage managing. I've spent so much time taking care of other people's productions. I've spent so much time taking care of other artistic, other artists' needs that I've neglected my own. And I wasn't able to see that and I wasn't able to step into that until I did some personal healing work. So what it allows you to do, the healing allows you to prioritize yourself and still engage in community. That is the key, is that we want to be able to heal and we want to be able to do it scared and we want to be able to be authentic and we want to be able to still, you know, take that gig at that really, you know, big institution that you've been striving to, to you know, get your check. You want to still be able to participate, right, without it being harmful, so that's what the healing does. The healing gives you just, just enough space in between the harm and the dysfunction to be able to prioritize yourself and to be able to prioritize yourself as an artist, but also be able to prioritize yourself as a marginalized person and all of the intersections of marginalization that you may find yourself in, whatever they may be. Um, there will constantly be obstacles in your way, specifically as artists, whether it is personal, collective, financial, whatever it is, right? Your identity, whatever it is. But the healing will allow you to prioritize yourself, prioritize your internal environment, and to um, maintain your creative receptors, right? Creative receptor maintenance is what I've is what I'm calling it. And creative receptor maintenance really is so simple. I think sometimes it can seem so complicated. The healing work can get so messy. It can get so terrifying. It can get so difficult. It become it can become so arduous. Sometimes we forget that it really sometimes is just as simple as positive self talk or physical fitness or health and wellness, or developing a spiritual practice, or having a meditation, you know, before and after you come into a creative space. Um, and when you're doing that, and you start to develop that practice for yourself, your artistic practice, your personal practice, your holistic health and wellness practice, you are making those, you are making deposits into your artistic bank, right? It is important to do that work on a regular basis, on a daily basis, to make those deposits, continue to make those deposits, just like a bank account, just like a savings account. You make those deposits, you make those deposits, you make those deposits, whether you're in process or not, so that when it comes time for you to make this huge withdrawal, you have, not only do you have a practice that is a part of your your day-to-day -day life but you also have this huge pot to pull from you know so when it's time for tech week when it's time for you to produce your album when it's time that you've been commissioned to do something for an art gallery when it's time for you to write a huge grant because you've got an idea of something that you want to produce you have 
deposited in yourself. You've done the healing work that allows you to prioritize yourself while still engaging in community, while still being a part of your artistic community and collaborative art making. And when it's time to make that huge withdrawal, you have it because you've developed this, you've developed this practice for yourself. That is a daily practice, whether it is your, um, actively engaging in an artistic process or not. And the last thing I'm going to talk about in this podcast episode, what healing allows for us to do and why it is such an important part of the work of Artists Heal, of the work of equity, diversity, and inclusion, of the work of facilitation, of the work of healing and emotional support. It allows us as artists to identify our whys, personal and artistic. It will give you clarity on your purpose because when things get tough, when things get difficult, specifically within the realm of healing, specifically within the realm of community development, specifically when conflict arises, specifically when mediation is needed, your why, why you're doing it, why you are an artist, why you've chosen the life that you've chosen, that is going to be the thing that carries you. That is going to be the thing that carries you to the finish line. When you don't have it in yourself physically, when you don't have it in yourself emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, having a really strong why is the thing that is going to carry you through. It's the thing that's going to carry you to the finish line. It's the thing that's going to keep you, um, keep you grounded, grounding, right? Keep you grounded and why you're doing the things that you're doing. And it is through healing that we start to be able to identify those things in ourselves. So again, soon we'll start to talk about the four pillars of collaborative art making. Um, There is a method, the artist heal method. There's a very specific method that I have developed that um, asks certain questions and helps folks identify certain things and directs people to certain pathways to really be able to create collaborative art making spaces where healing can happen, where healing happens as a result of this practice. But self and selfhood and healing is the first step. It's the first contribution that you can make to yourself. It's the first contribution that you can make to your communities. And it is the reason that Artist Heal was built in this way um, and why it is why I am compelled to do the work in this way. Um, So why healing? Bottom line, as artists, we have to heal. We have to do the healing work. You as an artist are are a healer. (laughs) That's the thing that's so beautiful and transcendent and kind of ironic about it is that we as artists, I say this all the time in hindsight, now that I'm older and now that I've been through a few things and I've and I've done some of the healing work for myself, I really do acknowledge that art and theater, specifically theater for me, as that is my my art form of choice, saved my life. It saved my life. It allowed me access to my creator when I didn't have access otherwise. When I was in an environment where I felt stifled when I just didn't, I couldn't see clearly, you know, I couldn't see clearly. It wasn't 
being given to me in a way that was accessible to me. And it was through collaborative art making and the communities that were built in collaborative art making spaces that I was able to access my creator and therefore receive the healing that I needed to receive to even make it to this point in my life. So again, again, it is my wish for you to, um, you know, of course, peace and healing as I, as I end everything, but to really a word of encouragement to just embrace the healing, even when it can get difficult, even when it can get messy, even when it can get dirty, because it is the thing that drives us. It is the thing um, that makes living a life as an artist so special and why even when it is difficult or when it is uncomfortable, it is still so, so worth it. So, um, artist heal, another little piece of artist heal again, please engage, please engage. Um, and as always, as always, until next time, I wish you all peace and healing.